Today's podcast is sponsored by the Reformation Art of Catherine Marchand. Start your collection today at CatherineMarchandArt.com. This is Theology on the Go, a brief interview about an eternal truth. A great study would be to compare commentaries in the last 20 years to commentaries written 50 years ago. You can see how inaugurated eschatology has really taken over all New Testament scholarship. Hello and welcome to Theology on the Go. I am Jonathan Master. I am joined as always by James Dalzell. James, how are you today? I'm doing well, Jonathan. We have on the line with us Dr. Benjamin Glad. Ben is a professor, associate professor of New Testament at Reformed Theological Seminary in Jackson, and he has worked with uh, another former guest of ours, Greg Beal, on a, a New Testament introduction. It's called The Story Retold, a Biblical Theological Introduction to the New Testament, and we wanted to talk to him a little bit about it. So, Ben, thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks so much for having me. It's it's a lot of fun to be here. You know, I was so glad to see this book come out. Uh, I think James and I both had benefited tremendously from Dr. Beale's other works, but this is not exactly the same. So can you distinguish this biblical theological introduction from, first of all, from maybe some of the, the, the bigger book from which it's drawn, and then also from other New Testament introduction volumes? Yes, that's a great question. What makes this entirely unique is that most NT introductions focus on introducing the New Testament. So tons and tons of discussion on authorship, dating, audience, those sorts of pieces, chronology, reconciling Paul and Acts, those sorts of things. And once you start to get into those New Testament introductions and read, okay, what is what is the book of Galatians really about? What is the book of Matthew really about? Just a few pages. So I really wanted to focus on the content of the New Testament and not simply the historical background of it. Secondly, as the name indicates, story retold, we wanted to place the New Testament, every single New Testament book, every major passage in light of the Bible's big story. And nobody had done that, at least until this thing came out. And as we were writing it, the whole time I'm nervous. I'm like, somebody's going to beat us to the punch. There's been so much emphasis and discussion of biblical theology the last couple of decades that I am still to this day surprised nobody has done a New Testament introduction that focuses on every single book, every single major passage in light of the Bible story. So that's kind of how we got it. It's a funny story how we got here, but that's sort of what it's about. It's not necessarily about the Jewish backgrounds and the Greco-Roman backgrounds as, as critical as those are. It's primarily about the background of redemptive history and what does the person of Jesus have to do in light of that. Who would you say the book is written for? I mean, what audience did you have in mind as you were writing and putting the whole thing together? College students, primarily. An an introduction for college students to the New Testament. Surveys. Okay. NT surveys, but I also use it in my seminary classes, and I know Greg uses it uh, in some of his. So, but we pair it with, we pair it with this guy, Carson and Moo. 
Uh, Carson and Moose volume is excellent when it comes to authorship and dating and some of these difficult issues. And so we think that combined, I mean, look at this. Our listeners can't see what we're seeing, but you've got Carson oh, and Moose introduction sorry. to the New Testament next to Beale and Glad, the story <laughs> old. That's that'll set you up for a great New Testament class. Right. And early in the book, you guys open with a chapter on the storyline of the Bible. And I took this as sort of programmatic that this was a that this was a necessary survey, and that's what it is, a survey of the Old Testament plot line, so to speak. Um, but that it's a it's a necessary piece of understanding what you're going to be doing in each of the respective chapters as you move through books and passages of the New Testament in canonical order. So maybe you could say something about that because I've like you, I have exposure to a number of New Testament introductions. What's most conspicuously lacking in these is any mention of what the Old Testament might have to do as preparatory or anticipatory of the new. So maybe you could talk a little bit about why you start with that framework and how that framework really runs through the outlook of the volume. Yeah, great question. So I'm going to I'm going to first start with uh, with the New Testament and then I'm going to flip back there are about 350 quote, Old Testament quotations in the New Testament. That's pretty good. In Matthew alone, there are about 55. The allusions, we probably have around two, maybe 3,000 allusions. And we, that's not even talking about concepts or anything. The New Testament takes for granted that its readers are familiar or will be familiar with the Old Testament. That's why we have all this Old Testament in the New. So if you want to read the New Testament correctly, you've got to know what's going on in the Old Testament. You've got to start at the very beginning. You need to start in Genesis 1 to 3 and see why does God create Adam and Eve? What's their purpose? What's their relationship to Noah? What's their relationship to Abraham? And you start to develop, you start to discern patterns in a story, a larger story. The story of creation, fall, redemption starts to emerge. And then you see how the New Testament just picks that up and assumes that story is still set in motion. And then it really kind of brings a lot of the focus with how Jesus is, is, the, very, is the centerpiece of that story. When you guys survey um, the students using your textbook and is reading through synoptic gospels or John or <clears throat> Acts or epistles, and you're sort of moving through the canonical order, what kind of um, comments or insights should they be expecting from this volume in light of both the Old Testament background that you guys set out at first and also the um, the already not yet, the beginnings of fulfillment, but not yet the completion of fulfillment? What sort of, um, how does that color perhaps what the student should be expecting when they read the book? As the students are reading through the book and hopefully reading their Bibles at the same time, it's best case scenario. They're reading their Bibles, they're reading our book. They're going to see how their passages or how our discussions, again, fit into the larger frame of the Bible. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to draw attention to quotations. I remember reading the Bible in high school, maybe earlier. I had a King James, maybe a NASB, somewhere in there. I remember reading it, and I would come across quotations, Old Testament quotations in the New Testament. I would look at them, and I would say, I think that's from the Old Testament. 
most Christians, and I think most of my students too, think that all Old Testament quotations are used the same way in the New Testament. Most of them have to do with promise and fulfillment at some in some way, but not all of them. So what we have then is in the New Testament, these authors are using the Old Testament in different ways. Sometimes it's just a simple analogy. Sometimes it's typology. Sometimes it's uh, symbolic use or, or whatever. So what we do is we try to say, hey, look at this New Testament author. Look at the way in which he's bringing the Old Testament to bear. And what this does is it, is it shows sort of some wonderful contact with the Old Testament in some, in some good depth to it. So we don't, we don't want to flatten it out. Ben, we, we are out of time, but thanks for your willingness to come on today. And thank you also for your work on uh, The Story Retold with Greg Beal. Uh, very helpful volume. Hey, thank you so much. I had a lot of fun seeing an old friend and making new friends. James, uh, this is a book that's aimed at um, college students. It's meant to be kind of a textbook. I think it could be used by others as well. Um, I think, uh, you know, if you were inclined to do a, a serious study and work through the New Testament, it's not a technical book at all. And so it, I, I think there's there's a lot of value there, even if someone just wants to get a feel for the whole and 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 the, how the New Testament, you know, taps into the whole Bible. I think we should say two things. First, about the, about the content of it, it is a different kind of New Testament introduction in as much as it's not... Um, intertestamental backgrounds um, or or Second Temple Jewish backgrounds. It really it really treats the Old Testament primarily as the most important background to the New Testament. Right. So that the so that the background is not extra biblical, but the background that they're presenting is a biblical background that really illuminates the meaning of the individual books and passages themselves. And I think in that respect, uh, Ben is right to say that this is. A unique kind of introduction, not duplicating work done elsewhere, and maybe as a nice companion for a book like those other sort, like the Moo and Carson um, introduction, a New Testament introduction. The other thing I think we should say about this book, um, for those familiar with with Ben Gladder or um, Greg Beale's other writings, there'll be many familiar themes, but I think they did a good job, a successful job of repackaging those into a straightforward, non-technical prose that is readable, I would say, not just by the college student, but by uh, an able 11th or 12th grader um, could read this and actually understand uh, what he's reading. The other thing I sh we should say is this book is, um, I think it's attractively packaged. It is illustrated quite extensively with photographs and other illustrations made to either correlate with or help illustrate a point that's being made. Um, it's pretty generous in its use of photographs and illustrations in a way that I think is attractive to a high school or to an undergraduate. Um, I mean, or to me. Um, so I would say even just in terms of this is, this is not going to be your typical Ben Glad, Greg Beal book. It really, it really is thinking about an attractive packaging for a wider audience. I think it could be used profitably that way. I think you're right. And, um, and the fact that it goes through each book, you could also excerpt, if you're studying a, a particular book of the New Testament, 
uh, after you read through the introductory chapters, you could go to the section on that particular book and and try to get a feel for the 40,000 foot view of how that book fits into the big themes of the Bible. So I think it could be useful in that way as well, even if you didn't start and read it cover to cover as a kind of resource or book that you just kind of dip in and out of. If I were doing a Sunday school series in which I was simply trying to give my congregation a, a survey view of the message of the New Testament, um, I would absolutely put this book uh, near the top of my list of sources to help me prepare for that kind of um, teaching environment. Well, as always, to our listeners, we're grateful for you. We thank you for listening to this program. If there's anybody that you know who might be helped by it, please pass it along. If you'd like the chance to win a free copy of this book, you can go to placefortruth.org, click on the Theology on the Go link, and there'll be a, a chance for you to enter your information and perhaps win a copy of the book that we were discussing today. If you are able to donate to th this uh, work, you can go to alliancenet.org or placefortruth.org. There's a drop-down button to donate. And as always, we thank you for listening to Theology on the Go, a brief interview about an eternal truth. Celebrate the heroes of the Reformation with limited edition prints by artist Catherine Marchand. These high-quality prints capture the unique personalities of Martin Luther, Charles Spurgeon, Wycliffe, Calvin, and others. Reproduced on artist top-grade rag paper, these prints will soon become a treasured part of your personal collection. Award-winning artist Catherine Marchand presents Reformation Art. Start your collection today. Purchase prints online at catherinemarchandart.com. That's Catherine with a C, M-A-R-C-H-A-N-D, catherinemarchandart.com.